Timothy, Second uh, Timothy, where uh, we're in the last chapter now. <clears throat> Next, uh, um, next Sunday during Sunday school, we're going to have a combined Sunday school time um, of adult classes and teen classes uh, to give information about the possibility of uh, institute here. And uh, so I just want to set a time. It, it makes sense during that time. That's a, that's a Bible study time, uh, Sunday school is. And so we'll dovetail that with uh, we're just talking and giving some information on, on uh, the possibility of an institute here so that you can be as informed as possible and as prayerful as possible um, about that you know, uh, so we can make a decision uh, soon. So we'll have combined uh, Sunday school uh, next week right in here. All right. Okay, let's go uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. <clears throat> Once in a while I'll be walking somewhere in my house. As you know, I have a large house. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it is divided now. It's, uh, it's made into two units. Uh, um, Hunter and Mimi live on one side of our house, but it's still a pretty big house, and, and so you can wander around a little bit in there. And I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be moving from room to room, and I'll hear, um, I'll hear many times one of the boys listening to something on you know, on their phone or on a device, and uh, uh, more often than not, it'll either be it'll be a good, you know, God honoring uh, music, or it'll be uh, a lot of times it's preaching. A lot of times the the boys and I don't I don't assign that, you know, I don't give them a schedule for that or anything. But I'll just listen. I'll just hear them listening, you know, making the choice to listen to preaching, and uh, that's a blessing. I know a lot of times, you know, we uh, we kind of. Uh, curse the devices and um, the vices that come from the devices, and we're, we're we're very familiar, you know, with the dangers that can lie there. Um, but uh, you know, with tools, it just all depends on how you use a tool, right? And so I do, I do, I just love. I'm very encouraged, you know, to 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 hear my 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 sons purposefully um, being attentive to to preaching. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of good preachers out there, and sometimes it's, it's you know, a lot of times it's, it's men that they're familiar with and they know I'm familiar with, and, and that I would certainly, uh, you know, have a, a, a favorable um, impression of and, and, uh, and, and enjoy uh, having them listen to. And, you know, preaching is important. Preaching is important. Biblically, preaching is important. And so uh, the, the, the first point in this passage here. Um, is the importance of preaching. And uh, I would encourage you to, you know, the church that God has put you in, and I think most of you here today are part of this, this particular church, um, be attentive to the preaching that God has in your local church. You know, Timothy was a pastor of a local church. Uh, he was, uh, you know, the, the part of the church there in Ephesus. And uh, so he would be preaching to the people in his church. And, you know, God... If, if a pastor is, is seeking to get the heart of the Lord and is attentive to um, what's going on in the church and is prayerful as to what God would lead for them to, to preach, you know, then, then God will give the, the preaching that God desires for that local church. And it's amazing, you know, uh, it, and I've part, been part of a local church uh, somewhere, uh, 
all my life. And so many times as I've been going through you know, my life's journey, through my local church and the preaching there, God will bring a truth that is exactly you know, what I needed for that, for that time right there. And also, just getting the heart of the Lord you know, through the preaching in our church for the, the, the direction of our church, the, the philosophy of our, our, of our church, and, um, and as well, uh, you know, us being together in that growth process for whatever the Lord has led on the preacher here, for the series that we're in, the book of the Bible that we're in, uh, the line upon line, in which, uh, 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 and the timing of which God wants us to, to receive that. But also there's opportunity along the way. Uh, you know, you, you access a lot of things. You have a lot of choices as to what to, you know, voices to listen to along the way. I don't have a, you know, I'm, I, uh, there's a lot of things you can listen to that probably be okay. I, I, used to, I used to listen to sports radio. I, I've done zero of that in the last probably five years or so. Um, uh, it just seemed like, I don't know, after a while it just became like futility and vanity, but especially with all the agendas going on. But, you know, that, uh, a certain amount of that could probably be okay. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with listening to the weather if you want to be disillusioned on a continuous basis. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, you know uh, the uh, uh, political talk and, and so on, you know, I think certain dosages of that can keep you aware of current events and everything. But none of those things can take the place of, uh, you know, what you can glean from, from teaching with God's Word. And there's, there's a lot of things you can access now in that regard. Um, let's look at what the Bible says here. I charge thee, therefore, before God. And so to, to a preacher here, he's being, uh, he is being challenged. He's being given a charge. Uh, I charge thee, therefore, before God in the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. And so, uh, Timothy, keep, keep in mind that Jesus, you know, the head of this church, will be coming back, and then he's the one that we ultimately give a reckoning to. Everybody will, whether they're alive today or they have been alive. Uh, they'll all give a reckoning to, to him. And you in particular as a preacher, uh, verse 2, preach the word. And so we see here, you know, the importance of preaching. Let's pray. Lord, I pray now that as we look at your word, that you would open it up to us as you, only you can, that the Holy Spirit would have free recourse in our hearts and minds at this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, it's more of a friendly crowd than others, maybe. Uh, there's been times when, when God gave me the opportunity to preach where there was very few people probably that would, would, would agree with the message there. There's other times, I mean, most of the time in our church, you know, it's a pretty friendly crowd. I mean, we're looking for, you know, to God for the same things and uh, we're, we're attentive to what he wants to say. But whether it's convenient or not, as a preacher, whether you feel like it or not, I mean, the preacher, you know, I was joking with somebody the other day is, uh, um, you know, about uh, that uh, I had to decide whether I was going to go to church the next day or not. And obviously that was, that was, you know, funny because I'm the pastor, so of course I'm going to be here. But you know, there's times when the, when the pastor isn't necessarily feeling it. Would you believe that? All right. Um, hey, look, you know, sometimes you're feeling it, sometimes you're not. Okay. And I mean, it's not always, it's not always convenient to make time, you know, to be, uh, under the instruction and the, and the preaching of, of, of your local church. And uh, if you're here tonight and on a Sunday night, I fully realize, you know, we don't, we don't recruit people for, to, you know, we don't pay them. We don't, you're not, you're not getting anything out of this here except for 
wanting to, to hear from God. You've chosen to be here. That's to be commended. I, I pray that God gives you a special blessing um, for that. Uh, but, you know, the preacher, I mean, the preacher has to, you know, if, they, if they've chosen to do that, you can't, you can't base, you don't have the luxury as a preacher, you know, just to say, well, I just don't really feel like it today. So, I mean, everyone's going to gather and uh, everyone's just going to have to fend for themselves. I mean, whether I'm, whether I'm on or off that day, you know, I got I to gotta be ready because God has called me to this to have something, you know, to put on the plate for us to partake of. And uh, that is a, it's a, it's, it is a, it's a, a, a big responsibility, but it's a, it's a great privilege as well. Be instant, in season, out of season. And then it says reprove. And that's the, uh, the, that's the, that's the aspect, the idea of bringing to light. Uh, it's the idea of conviction. It's the idea of conviction. And, you know, preaching should be convicting. And, I mean, I enjoy somebody that can spin a good yarn, you know, uh, someone that can, uh, you know, infuse some, some, some comic relief. You know, when, I, when I'm preaching, I'm not really the best at that. I, I hear some preachers, and I'm thinking, man, you know, they just, they just have this way of, you know, making everybody laugh, and, you know, it seems like they have everybody in the palm of their hand. Well, every preacher's different. I mean, what I've, I've come to the conclusion is, I just want to be the Holy Spirit-led version of me, you know. I, sometimes in, in, uh, in, in college, guys would try to emulate their professors, you know. They'd try to do, like, try to do the exact same nervous twitch or, uh, you know, the way their hand motions or voice inflection or whatever. And I thought, <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think that's that I could function that way. I just, you know, I just want to say, Lord, give me your word. Help me to understand it. And just help me, you know, through how you've made me to, to, to present that in, in an effective way. But, you know, if we're, if we're handling the sword of, of the Lord and the, the sword of the Spirit properly, that's going to, it's going to go to the heart, right? And it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it's going to discern, it knows our thoughts and our intents, and it's going to bring conviction. And I think the only way that God's Word doesn't bring conviction is if we soft pedal it. If we, you know, if we take the sword and we just, we, we, don't, we, we, we don't really swing it, right? We don't, we, we hinder it from being effective. And there's different motives why, you know, a preacher might do that. Um, and I think some of them are actually addressed in, the, in this passage here. But, uh, you know, in preaching, <laughs> preaching should, should reprove. Um, truth is confrontational. And, uh, you know, a lot of people will say to me sometimes, well, you know, hey, look, man, just give it to us. We, we just want to hear it the way it is. Step on our toes if you have to. Well, you know, it's not a matter of any preacher stepping on your toes, um, even though, it may, you know, it may feel like that. You know, sometimes when we hear truth, we're thinking, man, I think the pre preacher, and we've all felt this before, I think he's talking right to me right now. Well, you know why? Because God wrote his word for human beings. And human beings, we go through a lot of the same things. And so when the, when the word comes in a, in, a, in a convicting, practical fashion, sometimes it's going to seem like, wow, man, you know, the, the preacher knew what was going on. Somebody gave him the inside scoop on my situation right now. And he's a, but I, uh, you know, when you just preach God's word line by line, God will take care of those things. God will bring the conviction. Uh, and, and it's the preacher's job just not to, 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 to soften that, that blow. 
Um, and the blow isn't from, you know, the preacher. It's from, it's from the Word of God if, if we need it. All right? So, look, you know, be thankful for conviction. Conviction is just convincing from God. And it may confront where you are right now, but it's needful. Conviction is needful. If every message is just, you know, warm and fuzzy and we just, you know, I got I to gotta go from that message just feeling really good about myself. If that's, if that's uh, what we're looking to get from preaching, probably don't, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't go to, to Bible-based preaching. Because Bible-based preaching is not going to always, it's not going to be that way. Hey, look, is there encouragement to be found in, in the Word of God? Yes, great encouragement. I mean, I think, I think this, this morning's message was, you know, to me it was encouraging. Those truths were encouraging. Some messages are going to be very encouraging. Some are going to be confrontational. And, uh, and it's because uh, it's, God is balanced uh, there. So reprove and even rebuke. And so that's even a little more pointed there, where times there may be, from the truth of God's word, and truthfully, you know, sometimes I, I, I realize as I'm going through a passage, I realize, oh man, you know, yeah, I think, I think in our church right now, and I, you know, not pointing point at specific individuals, but just a general direction or a general uh, uh, feeling um, as the Spirit leads, that this is something that we probably need to be really pointed on right now. This is something we have to be really direct about. Uh, to say, you know, if this is going on, this isn't right. And, um, you know, a pastor needs to be very humble, but yet direct, if that makes sense. Because, I th- I th- especially males, a lot of times, unless it's not direct, we don't get it. I mean, if someone's like beating around the bush and they're thinking some way we're going to get it by insinuation, you know, and uh, by inference and by hints. I don't know. Like, I don't get hints sometimes. I don't get it insinuations at times. Sometimes I might. Sometimes I don't. But, you know, when somebody comes and they, and they just put it directly to me, I say, okay, you know, I understand, I understand what you're saying. All right. Um, well, thanks for, thanks for, you know, being direct. Thanks for being honest. Uh, at least you put it out there on the table. And God does that with us. God says, look, okay, let me just put it bottom shelf for you so you can understand, you know, this is how it relates here right now. This is where you're, you're messing up. Uh, this is what you need to, to hear in order to get this taken care of and get this back in the right place. And, hey, look, you know, sometimes, I mean, the preacher may come across as very, as, 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 uh, very confrontational, but the Bible does say in preaching sometimes there, there, is, there is a rebuke in the message in God's Word. I think where the rebuke doesn't come properly is when it's not from the, uh, um, the, from the sword of the Spirit. It might just be whatever club the preacher's choosing to swing. You ever, you ever felt maybe that, a little bit of that before, you know? I mean, I don't know if the preacher's really, you know, wielding the sword of the Spirit here. I think he's just trying to hit me with some, some sort of stick that he came up with, you know? Um, and so, you know, preachers are accountable to this before the Lord. And... Uh, you know, the, what did the Bereans do? Well, they looked at God's word, and if the rebuke came from God's word, then they took it to heart, right? They just looked at the Bible to see if it was so. And if it was from, if, if it was from the scriptures, if it was a conviction, if it was a reproof or a rebuke from the scriptures, and they say, okay, we've got to be honest, you know, we see that in God's word, um, now it's our responsibility to respond, all right? I'm not responsible for how you respond. And you're not responsible, ultimately, for me as a preacher. 
I pray for you that you will respond to the preaching of God's work. You pray for your preacher that he'll be faithful to God's work. And, and God will use uh, um, and he'll work uh, through us in that way. And then exhort. And so there is more of the encouragement. Like if, if every message, and God doesn't lay it out that way. Like when you go through the, through the Bible, it's not just going to be rebuke after rebuke after rebuke after rebuke. And you're just like, boom, boom. You know, it's like, that, it's like the, the, the fighter who's up against the ropes and they're just getting pummeled, you know. And you know, I'm not going to be able to, to last very long with this. And it, is, it can be very disheartening. God knows that. God knows our disposition. He knows we're but dust, you know, and, and, uh, and he knows that we need, we, we do need uh, exhortation as well. We need encouragement. And, 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 and preaching through the word of God will provide uh, reproof, rebuke, and exhortation. It'll provide all, all three of those. And, uh, and so um, God will be faithful. He does work through, through preaching. And the young, the young pastor here is told, look, he's told about the importance of preaching, the importance of preaching. And do that with all long-suffering, he says to, to, uh, to Timothy here. And again, it's the idea that this is something that, over the long haul. When you're building something, you know, brick by brick, layer by layer, brick, some mortar, some, another brick, some more mortar, that can be, seem tedious. It's like, can I just get a wall that I just slap up there right now and just slap up four walls and, put it, and just be done with it? But that's not the way building works. You just got to go through the process. You got to go through the steps. I used to watch uh, Jordan. Uh, um, my son Jordan, is, is, he's a whiz at drywalling. Um, and uh, not everybody really, you know, even builders find much enjoyment, I don't think, in, 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 in drywalling. Is that, is that true, Brother Rich? I mean, some maybe more than others. But, uh, <laughs> but Jordan, uh, he seems to really enjoy it. He's good at it. Uh, but even with him, you know, there's, there's, there's a process. Um, you know, there's, 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 there's uh, uh, getting the right pieces the right way uh, initially of, 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 of the drywall. Uh, then there's the mudding process, and there's several coats, and, and uh, going back and, 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 and sanding those coats. I don't know, you know, you can probably tell if you're a builder here, like Pastor Mark has no idea what he's talking about. But I'm trying to remember the process which he goes through. And then ultimately, um, you know, through each one of those steps, you'll end up with pretty seamless all the the, uh, the joints are, are are covered properly, and the uh, the screw holes or whatever they're all you know you look at it and you can you can hardly see any of those things. Um, so what happened? Well, through through a process, there had to be some patience there. You know, through that process, something got accomplished that was done right, right? And with preaching, it is you know it is going to be it's it's building. There's got to be some commitment to the process. Um, I've learned, you know, sometimes you go in and you're thinking, man, if I could just come up with the one message today that would just fix everything and get us all excited for the Lord and make it so that our church is exactly, you know, the way, the way, where it should be in our commitment to the, to the Lord and, and having excitement for him and, and all those, you know, everybody being, being uh, faithful to where they need to be, when they need to be there, walking with him. If I could just come up with that one message, I, and maybe this is it today, you know. Um, that's just not the way it works with, with preaching. With, with Timothy, it said, you've got to be long-suffering. Whatever the truth is that God gave for today, we'll just labor faithfully with that truth, and that'll be one of the components. That'll be, one, that'll be a brick. That'll be some mortar. That'll be part of the process, the building process. That'll be the material that's needed uh, uh, to, to shore up what is needed for that day. So long-suffering and doctrine. Look, use the right materials. Use good materials. It's worth doing it right. Uh, 
and uh, and, and and so um, just uh, Timothy has been been he's been encouraged before to just labor in doctrine, uh, sound doctrine, uh, truth uh, from the Lord. Now here's the thing: is you're going to have to you know have a commitment to this. We're going to have to have a commitment to this as a church. Because everything that's called a church isn't necessarily a biblical church. You know, a church isn't a building. I mean, you might go by and you might say, there's a church right there. Well, there may be a church or there may not be a church. Um, some places used to be church buildings and now they're museums or stores. Or uh, I, saw a, I saw a church building, you know, once it was being used to, to, uh, to sell marijuana out of. I was like, okay, well, you know, I mean, some of might say, look, that church, uh, they're selling marijuana. That's not a church, okay? That was, I guess, used, probably used for a church building one time, and it's a great shame that it's being used for something else now. But, uh, you know, the church isn't the building. The church is the, the, the people that God has put together in that locale to work for the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's also, the, you know, has to do with the truth that's, that's being handled there. Um, you know, the church of Jesus, upon this rock I will build my church, it was, it, the rock was the truth. It was the truth that, that, that was presented at that time. And, uh, and so it's, when you go by a church building and they're, they're, they're flying things, they're presenting things, they're making a spectacle of things outside of that building, which align itse- itself with things that are, that are against the scriptures, then that tells you there that they have a message. They have a message that's being put together to please people instead of please, pleasing God. Right? For the time will come. The, God knows. You know, he's not surprised by any of it. The time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine. They won't endure it. They can't handle it. <laughs> they don't, they don't want to hear it. They won't put up with it. They'll try to shut it down. They'll try to shame it. Right? They'll try to call it unloving. Um, whatever the case may be, they, they won't endure it. Because what does sound doctrine do? Well, sound doctrine, truth, confronts everything that isn't. And, and people like to come up with the, the truth that best fits what they want to do. Did you ever notice that? Right? And so let me, let me find a place that will kind of tailor make the, the, uh, the approach to the way that I want to live, to what I want to do. And sadly, it's almost like, you know, picking your favorite restaurant, the type of food you want. You know, it's like, you know, people... They have all of these options now. They can pick, instead of like, okay, pretty much a local church is one that in that place, you know, that's a church, it's called a church, it has the Bible, and in that place they're doing their best to present what God says, right, in order to build something for God's glory. And they're not all probably exactly the same. They're local churches. They have some flexibility, you know, and they different philosophies of leadership and so on and so forth. But, but for the most part, it's just, it's just simply those people there trying to gather around God's word and, and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Look, that is, those, those days, if, it, if they ever existed, you know, they're, they're gone, right? And what, what it says here has come true, 
people do not, in many cases, endure sound doctrine. So what, what, do they, what, what are they looking for? They're looking for a doctrine that fits their own dogma. They're looking for doctrine that fits their lifestyle, their fleshly appetites, the, the way that they want to live. And so then they can go and they can appease their conscience, you know, that they're a part of something that's religious and, and seems to somehow, you know, has a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. And, and, uh, but they can still live the way that they want to live, right? And so to a large degree now, people can do that. They can go and find the place that just kind of it, it, it caters, it caters to, to their desires. And... Um, I remember, I remember one time uh, a, a friend of mine from college, you know, messaged me and said, "Do you believe that the Bible says this?" I said, "Yeah, I believe the Bible says that. Here's where it says it." And they said, "No, no, no. You're uh, you're just you're just conforming to you know to to Baptist tradition. There, there's different ways that that can be interpreted, and." Uh, you're unloving, basically. Will you, will you, will you, will you as, a, as a loving Christian, you know, accept that I say that that's not what the Bible's saying and accept that others like me that say that's not what the Bible is saying and, and say that what I'm doing is, is fine? And I said, you know, I named, uh, I named their name. I said, I, I, I can't do that. <laughs> that's like... You know, if you showed up and read that for the first time without, without trying to adjust it to what you want, wanted to say according to your lifestyle, do you really believe that's what that's saying? Um, and so, you know, we had to agree to disagree that, no, I'm not going to, I don't want, you know, I can't, in the name of love, I can't say the error is right, right? Because speak the truth in love, the Bible says. Keep the right spirit. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and then love others through that lens. Um, and, uh, and, and so what I'm saying is that people will, will, will a lot of times, will look for a place that will you know, tickle their, their, their fancy. It will scratch the itch that they have. Um, it will it'll be a church that gives the message that's just, you know, they call it tolerant. They call it inclusive. They call it, uh, hey, Lord, just say that you love Jesus, and then, and then whatever your preferences are, we'll, we'll cater to that. No problem. No problem. God knew that those times were coming, right? And, uh, and he said here, um, after their own, what does it say in verse? It's so clear. It's so clear. They will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own what? Lust, after their own desires of their flesh, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And, uh, and, and, and so the Bible, the Bible just puts it right out there that that's, that's what's going to happen. We have no excuse for falling for this. You know, we have no, no excuse to, to, for, for bending to that. We have no excuse for compromising, not because... You know, well, we're, uh, we're independent, fundamental Baptists, and we don't bend to anything. That's not what it's about. It's about 
What does God say? Right? What does the Word of God say? And if God, the God who loves us infinitely and eternally says that, then that's what's best, and that's what truly is loving. And you just gotta, you gotta stay the course with that. You gotta be long-suffering. You're a preacher in a sense as well. You know, your life is communicating. You're, you're proclaiming what you believe according to your life. Stay gracious, love the Lord, love others. You'll never be able to please everybody. Please the Lord. And then as you do that, you know, help people as much as you can. Help people as much as you can. And, uh, and so those times were coming. The importance of preaching. They shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto, what's it say? Fables. <laughs> when the devil says trust the science, that's code for, I'm going to get you to try to believe a fable. All right? That's what the, de well, that's what the devil, he's a liar, he's a deceiver. And he, he packages fables, you know, and presents them as truth. Um, they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. And there's a lot of fables today, even in the context of churches, that are being presented as, you know, gospel truth. And um, so we're, gonna, we're just going to stick to what we can see, you know, clearly that God's Word is saying. If we don't see it as being clear, you know, Scripture is its own best commentary. Uh, scripture will clarify it, continue to, to be in God's Word. In the last chapter said, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. So we want to see what is God inspired? What is God saying? And it's profitable. It's effective for doctrine, for what is true, for reproof, for showing if it's not true. For correction, if it's not true, making it right, and for instruction in righteousness, once we are on the right path, to get the instruction to keep us on that path. Why? That the man of God, and, uh, you know, that's talking about whoever, whoever is, is under the authority of the Scripture, you know, I, I, I believe is, is someone who's being matured, and furnished, equipped unto everything that is in line with God's will for your life. And uh, after all is said and done, that's what's going to count. You know, the days they click by, things that seem so important at the moment, you know, and um, this flares up and that distracts and this comes along and this is challenged and, and uh, this philosophy comes down the road. This prevalent idea of the day is that it flashes in the pan, and, and all these things are happening. But through it all, through it all, you know, God's way goes on, undeterred, unshaken, always the righteous standard, um, always what's left standing in the end. And uh, so... Um, preaching is important. And I think we can see clearly from this passage uh, why it's important. And so to pray for the, the preaching ministry of our church. Um, myself and others who preach here, sometimes we have people that come in um, and preach, and we, we try to be very conscientious about that, that ministry. And just pray as a church that we would, that we would uh, 
that we would not only endure sound doctrine, that we would cherish sound doctrine, that we would cherish it. Um, and uh, God will bless us and, and build us uh, uh, through that. Lord, we th do thank you for your word, and uh, Lord, we thank you for its effectiveness and its equipping. And uh, I pray, Lord, for each person who's here uh, Sunday night. Uh, many had to work early in the morning. It's been a full day already. Uh, Lord, they're chosen just to be here. And uh, Lord, uh, just thank you for our church. Thank you for, um, for the people you brought here. Thank you, Lord, uh, for the great spirit that there is, for the, um, those who uh, so many want to not just be hearers of the word, but doers also. And we, uh, we look forward in the days to come, how you're going to continue to strengthen us and use us uh, for your glory. And we thank you for it. Uh, uh, I pray for our homes. I pray for our marriages. I pray for our personal walk with you um, in, in these coming days. And uh, to you be the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much.